The scratch by Mars in the pitch. One on the hit the right field. That's way back there. Way back there. Oh, God. Here's the game over. Jones back to throw. Looking for the receiver. He has Davis. It is. All right, welcome back to another edition of Tigers Win. I'm Cody Worsham, joined again by return guest, LSU soccer coach Sean Hudson. Uh, coach, thanks for your time. Glad to have you in the studios for the first time as well. Thanks for having us. It's looking nice in here. Guys. Yeah, we uh, we clean up okay. Matt Tornquist did a great job kind of building out the studio for us, and uh, Harrison Valentine, Nick Ashton producing for us do a great job as well. So excited to have them here, excited to have you here as well. Um, in all seriousness, though, uh, it's a big year for, for LSU soccer. Going into year three for you, um, you guys build up this momentum uh, in the offseason um, with the players that you brought in. You had such a great season last year, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but at the same time, you've got a World Cup year globally. You have a Euro, um, a, a Women's Euro tournament this year that drew incredible ratings. There's a lot of momentum for not just LSU soccer, but for soccer in general. Um, how does that affect you as you kind of take your program uh, into the fall and, and try to get ready for a big season ahead? Yeah, absolutely. I think seeing England win the uh, European Championships last week uh, was just unbelievable from my perspective to just see the game back home and, and sort of the amount of progress that it's making, not just in England, but also across the, the whole world, really, with the attendance ratings that we're getting. And then obviously just huge excitement going into the fall season. Third year, I think that this is probably the first time where I feel like my staff and I can be really judged in terms of the product that we put on the field in terms of our identity, mm -hmm. who we want to be. Um, and, you know, obviously seeing the huge amount of, of efforts that have gone into the recruiting um, sort of finally come into fruition. So, yeah, no, just excited overall just about the women's game and, and certainly about the Tigers and where we're heading this year. It's funny, we were talking before we started recording about um – our kids going back to school right and um i was at orientation yesterday with with my or for my my first grader and it was you know you're sitting there and they're the teachers up there going through it and they're like it's just so good to be back to a normal orientation uh, because last year you still had the covid protocol so we kind of did everything from a distance and, and remotely um and then the, the the year before obviously you're in the middle of covid so you don't have it at all and you know, as we're talking, it makes me think of that for you and your program. One, you go into year one, you were hired in what, February, early 2020, basically, right? Yep. Right before COVID hits. So then COVID hits and it's like year one, here's a pandemic, shut everything down. I mean, had you even like moved your stuff into an office or anything by that point? Not really. Yeah. I don't think we had even really truly got to know all of the players or got settled and was overseas recruiting internationally. And then boom, you know, the lockdown happens. And, you know, that excitement that you have of coming into a new program and, and having a new team sort of is taken away. Um, and it was a while. It was a while before we got up and running. And, and obviously the dead period and the 16 month recruiting ban took its toll a little bit. But you know, I, I think overall it's made everybody, I think, just appreciate what we do have at a much higher level and 
And I think as a result of that, the excitement is even higher. And typically when you're building a program, you want to get that momentum going, right? Like you want to year one, kind of lay down the foundational principles. Year two, you want to, you know, sort of take that next step. And year three is maybe when you kind of hit the ground running. Y'all have done that, but you haven't done it in a traditional way. Like you had the, you had the COVID break. Yeah. You had the COVID break. You had, um, um, then all of a sudden after that COVID break, you kind of put a team together that first year, you just figure things out. Right. And then all of a sudden you had this sort of fast forwarding that happened at the end of year one, going into year two, where I don't know if they just picked up on the principles or y'all found something that worked, but all of a sudden you start winning and you start getting results in the spring. And then you get results, um, to start last season, you get up to number five in the country. You go on like, I think a 10 or 11 unbeaten uh, match unbeaten streak. Um, but it's still, you probably hadn't fully gotten your principles in by that point, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, I, I really do think truly it, it took up until maybe part of the way through this past spring to, to really see those principles come into play. Um, you know, I, I think it takes time as with anything and obviously the COVID situation put a little bit of a, of a stall on the ability to come in and, and hit the ground running. Um, but. You know, I think it's a testament, honestly, to our returning players that, that were here with uh, the previous staff in terms of their desire to, to adapt and to change to a new style. And, you know, while we're really excited about, you know, some of the new players that are arrived on campus, just watching the team over this first week, seeing some of our players like a Meg Johnson, a Shannon Cook, you know, some players that have been here, you know, going into their fifth year this year and just how their game has developed and evolved. I'm really proud of them as well. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about implementing those principles a little bit more with this team and maybe transitioning from being one type of team to another type of team. Um, before you do that, though, I remember going out and watching a little bit of practice last year, and the first thing that stood out to me, and this was really before y'all really got underway, was the increased athleticism, intensity, conditioning. Like, it really jumped off the page to where um, the SEC is a very athletic league, and I felt like in year one, uh, and this is just my perspective, so if I'm wrong, tell me, that y'all were catching up athletically, but by year two, it was like, wow, they're one of the more athletic teams in the league and can compete with the most athletic teams in the league. How, how did that, if, that, if that's accurate, how did that jump happen? Yeah, I, I think we have to, or I have to pay a, a huge amount of uh, thanks here to Renee Balconi, our strength and conditioning coach. This is her third fall with us, and I mean, I, I think the work that she has done in the weight room and from a strength and conditioning perspective with the players has been absolutely immense. And I'll tell you right now, I think there are a lot of programs across the country trying to get fit. We are so fit and ready to go. So I think Renee, um, from a training perspective, and, and Hannah, our um, athletic trainer, have done a wonderful job from a, a medical standpoint in terms of making sure that we are I think the most athletic team in the conference right now. And yeah, obviously y'all have made up that ground physically now to being one of the more athletic uh, teams in the league. But I know this year, and look, last year, it was, it was an interesting season because you started so hot, right? Mm -hmm. And you got off to that great start. Um, and then you had some, some adversity in the middle of the season, but then you had this just really memorable end of the season. Um, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on the Mississippi State game where you have a crowd of, I don't know, 3,000 people there. I mean, I was one yeah. of them. It was an incredible atmosphere. Um, you have the, the Arkansas home game, which you and I have talked about before. There's some things that we, we can't say on air probably about that <laughs> game. Um, there's definitely, if you go back and look at the, if you can find the Arkansas broadcast anywhere and you go back and look, there's several times where you can see me like standing up shouting at 
maybe a referee or maybe a coach for another team or something. And halfway during the match, I was like, all right, I got to sit down. I'm a professional. I have to act professionally. But it was a great atmosphere and a great result. And then y'all get in the NCAA tournament the first time since 2018. So kind of a roller coaster season that ended on a high and sort of gave you the momentum that you want going into this season. Yeah, absolutely. When I reflect on last year, you know, like you said, an unbelievable start. Um, I think we were always going to hit a little bit of a lull just from the standpoint of we had a fall season into a spring season, so a full year of competition. The girls went away for a few weeks and then came back early in the summer um, and then just were flying early in the season. And yeah, you know, I I think in retrospect, maybe we would have given them a little bit more time off in the summer um, just to come in a little bit more refreshed. Um, But, you know, you get on one of those win streaks and you've got a ton of momentum behind you. and, And I think as as we reflect on that you know it was a great experience for for my staff and I just to to see the difference in the style of play in the SEC versus some of those non-conference opponents that mm. we had so you know we obviously made some tactical changes when we went through that period of adversity and you know I think as with anything in life um, you know when your back's to the wall you you understand who are going to be coming out fighting and uh, the Tigers showed up towards that that home stretch down the finish there and like you said the Arkansas game was probably one of the most mem- probably the most memorable game of soccer I've ever been a part of so yeah it was, it was a blast 4-2 and some late drama late goals and obviously y'all had to win it to yeah. get into the SEC tournament and Arkansas was playing for an undefeated regular season in the SEC which y'all denied them so you get kind of the doubly sweet um, reward of both yeah. preventing your opponent from achieving their goal and then achieving an important goal of your own which was really awesome and it's it's interesting to think about it you know last year it was rise and roar was the theme mm-hmm. And this year, it's go get it. And you've got um, – it, it perfectly fits, I think, the trajectory that you're hoping for your team. Last year was the, hey, we're here. We've mm-hmm. – um, you know, we're on the rise and, and um, we're establishing ourselves. And now this year, you've got that foundation built. Mm-hmm. It's about going and getting it. It's about um, going and getting the ball and, and having more of the ball. Or it's about going and, get, and getting the results that you want. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of the thinking behind that, that theme of go get it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've got an unbelievable recruiting class come in and and obviously building on the foundation that we set last year in terms of, I think when I got here, we had a culture of, you know, that previous year, I think we had won three games and and I think winning becomes a mentality. And obviously early in the season last year, we, we figured out how to win. And then when we hit adversity, there was a lot of question marks that set in maybe for some of our returning players and how we how we approach that. Um, but we are we are not making any bones about the fact that we want to we want to win championships and you know that's what we're talking about as a as a team right now um you know so go get it for us is go get the ball keep it love it own it um put the ball in the back of the net let's us excite our fans um but most importantly let's get the results and and let's win championships all right, so this is uh, the the warning for the people listening that it's about to get really nerdy and, and soccer uh, talk here. Like we've talked about the broad themes, and we'll get back to them because I do want to kind of get a split between the returners and the newcomers and um, and sort of get kind of a personnel breakdown. But before we do that, I want to talk a little tactics because I love soccer mm-hmm. tactics, and I know um, that's obviously a huge part of, of what you do. How do you see this team being tactically different? And I don't want you to give away all the trade secrets, mm-hmm. but um, the style, you mentioned it there, keeping the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily formations, but um, certainly the principles by which you want to play this season. How will that differ from years past? 
Yeah, I think when we arrived, we were a very athletic and transitional team, you know, going from back to front really quickly. And I think as we've evolved in the first two and a half he- years here as a staff, you'll see more of a patient build. Um, you know, Tanea Alexander was obviously a very special player and could change a game, you know, single-handedly. Um, but I think this team that we have right now in terms of the, the makeup of the team, we have an incredible amount of depth. We have a lot of technical sophistication on the ball, a lot of creativity. And, and I think when we look at this this team as a group, um, I think we will play more cohesively on both sides of the ball. Um, and I think we'll be more patient in possession. That's what we've been preaching for the first nine days or so of preseason is, you know, we want to progress the ball forward. We want to, we want to attack with numbers. We want to excite the fans and score goals. But if it's not on, don't force it. Just be patient, keep it, and, and honestly own the ball. Um, so, yeah, we want to get our fullbacks forward into the attack. We want to create numbers up situations out wide. Um, and we just want to create a lot of goal scoring opportunities. But I think one of the, the shifts for us, um, maybe half of the way through the season last year, was go from a back three into a back four. Um, we're always going to be tactically versatile, jumping between systems or high pressing versus a low block. So I, I don't think we have a very... You know, we're not married to one particular sure. style per se. We're always going to evaluate the opponent. And I think one of the things that we preach as a staff is to be tactically versatile, where we can not only change game to game, but maybe even within the flow of the game. Um, and I think a lot of the players that we have brought in um, this year not only have the ability to play in multiple positions, but to, to just fit into different roles within each formation. For those fans who are maybe listening to this and aren't as well-versed in, in soccer nomenclature or terminology, um, the difference between a back three and a back four, and, and I think some people might hear back three versus back four and say, oh, yeah, I got fewer people at the back and a back three, that's actually a, a more aggressive formation, when in reality, a lot of times that back four can be more aggressive because you do push those fullbacks on. What's the difference between those two shapes for you? Yeah, you know, we we had incredibly um, athletic wingbacks in in Maddie Moreau and Remy Noel last year that could, you know, literally run corner flag to corner flag. And so we we started the season in a 3-5-2. but it obviously exposes us in the channels. And so teams that maybe a little bit more direct were um, taking advantage of those mm-hmm. spaces. And Ole Miss, obviously, that was the first loss we had last year. Um, and a team like Arkansas, where they're going to play, you know, 50, 60 yard balls in behind us in the channels. And then just it, the, the game becomes very transitional in nature. It's like tennis. Yeah, almost like tennis. Uh, with a back four, you control that space more and you're able to to win the ball i think as opposed to it being just a foot race and athletes running the the running the ball down you can control space more and then when you win it you can push your fullbacks really high so you end up actually sitting at times with only two in the back versus mm-hmm. three in the back so like you said how you how you play it varies game to game and and team to team but i think in a back four especially if you play with high fullbacks which we will um it can be a, a very aggressive and, and attack-minded system. See, this is why we have to do a World Cup podcast because then we can break down every team's system and get into the nerdy tactics. Um, but let's talk. Let's talk personnel because you do bring back uh, a group of players that played a lot for you last year in key positions, mm-hmm. uh, and then you also bring in a recruiting class that is very talented and um, diverse in skill set and can help you across a lot of areas. So, what's your kind of personnel overview of what that? that group of, you know, it's not a, a first 11, it's more than 11, but mm-hmm. that, that core group of players that's going to carry you through the season, what's that mixture like of the returning versus the incoming? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think we're having conversations at the moment of uh, we probably have a group of 20 players that that could start. Wow. Um, and so the depth there is unbelievable, honestly. And, you know, and when I, I think about our returning players, you know, we've obviously spent the last two and a half years really trying to instill a foundation and a culture in terms of who we want to be overall as a program. And, and our leadership group has really done a fantastic job in the month of July when the coaches aren't even involved of, of taking the new players on board and uh, helping them understand what it means to be a Tiger within, within the LSU soccer program. And the team chemistry is in a fantastic place, but I think the the experience that that group of returners got last year, not just from the style of play shift and who we are as a team, but also obviously progressing into the postseason. Um, you know, it was a disappointing end to the season after after such a difficult sort of last little stretch to get there you know and I think there's a lot of hunger at the moment in terms of what we want to do when we you know and obviously we want to get back there but when we get there which I'm very confident we will what we want to do um, in postseason so the new players um, I, I think you're going to see a, a lot of variety from them um, you know we obviously have a really good core of domestic players we brought in I think seven um seven American players from all over the country, you know, from Texas to to New Jersey to Colorado. Um, and then we've got three international players that I think um, not only have increased our level of technical ability and our tactical understanding of the game, but are incredible athletes within their own right. And they have international playing experience for, for England and Iceland, playing at the highest level in the European Championships. So... You know, I, I think it's an unbelievable mix of, uh, of talent in that new group. And, and we're just really excited to see them come together with some of our most influential players from last year. Yeah, I was going to ask specifically about Ida. And uh, let me make sure I get her name right. Is it Ida Herman's daughter? It is. Okay. Thank you, Robert Kuroga, for the, uh, the pronunciation <laughs> guide before. But she actually comes in with, like, top-level international mm -hmm. experience, right? Like, full international caps. Is that, I mean, is that the f a first in program history? I don't know if we've ever had a full international cap come into LSU it could be yeah I, I'm not uh, one for those kind of statistics but you know just about six or eight weeks ago she was here with Iceland playing in the she believes cup against the USA um, hmm. so yes an unbelievable talent she joined us late so she just got here when we reported last week but she's made a, a really fast sort of seamless transition into the into the team and she is definitely an unbelievable talent and really exciting for for our Tiger fans to see her play yeah and she's kind of the the, the, the new blood she's just got here and you contrast that with Shannon Cook who I feel like has been here longer than I have she, she may have been here longer than I have I still remember her like yesterday her scoring in the SEC tournament that incredible long distance shot I think that was as a freshman mm -hmm. and then now she's back as a, as a senior or super senior as, I guess a year four year five for her um, and just the you know one she's got the Arsenal pedigree which we know just elevates um, the entire squad when you can bring in uh, someone from a club of that caliber but also just the leadership she provides and the experience she provides it's got to be invaluable for you as uh, as a coach to have someone like that on the pitch coach on the field you know a lot of trust there I imagine 
Yeah, you know, Shannon is just an unbelievable competitor, a, a great person. She spends a lot of her time just making sure her teammates um, are taken care of. But I think when I talk about Shannon Cook, first and foremost, you know, it's about setting the standard, um, making sure that every day we step on the field, we're getting better. We're challenging each other. Um, she wants the absolute best for this program and, and for this team. She wants to win championships like she did her freshman year. Um, but she's also somebody that has an unbelievable ability to keep things light and fun and, and smile and laugh. And, you know, I, I think when when Shannon steps out on the field and, and leads us onto the field this year as our captain or one of our two captains, you know, I, I think she's going to have an unbelievable career beyond LSU. But I think this year is going to be a special year for her and, and for the team. Tell us about your other captain, Lindsay Jennings. <laughs> Lindsay Jennings, she was a transfer um, last year from Northern Colorado. She was at Mississippi State prior to that. Um, she came in and she was playing wide for us um, in that wing back position mm -hmm. that we spoke about earlier. And we just felt like she's somebody that needs to be in the center of the pitch. So we've moved her to center back this year. So her and Shannon will be our center back partnership, our two captains sort of at the heart of our team. And they offset each other, not just in the way that they play, but also in who they are as people. Um, so we're really excited about that. And then Tanae Alexander goes to the next level, right? And she was such a big part of your, your offense, your attack last year. Uh, so many big goals, so many big assists that she created. How do you replace that? It's not really, I would imagine, just a one person that you step in and say, hey, do everything that she did. I got to imagine that you're sort of hoping collectively to distribute some of those goals and assists across a number of players. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was saying earlier. I think Tanea was a special talent. You know, at times, maybe last year, we relied on that individual talent a little bit too much. And I think this year, between Alicia Garcia and Molly Baker, our transfer from North Carolina, um, who also has youth national team experience, you know, those two uh, at that center forward position, I think are going to share a lot of responsibility in terms of replacing Tanea. And Alicia's had a phenomenal preseason so far. Um, Molly's had a, a few unfortunate incidents in the weight room with uh, dropping a barbell on her face and oh, then geez. some uh, some blisters here in preseason. But, you know, when you watch Molly play, I, I think she's another one that's just going to get the Tiger fans off their seats and just so exciting to, to watch her. So speaking of, of getting Tiger fans off their seats, we're talking, what's today, Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't know. I can't keep track of the days. I know y'all had an intra-squad scrimmage this past mm -hmm. weekend. You have another exhibition you're leaving uh, soon here for uh, at Baylor, I believe. Yep. And then the following week, you have your home opener against Stephen F. Austin on Thursday. What is that? The f You'd have to give me the date, the date of that. I can't pull it off the top of my head. I should have been more prepared than this. Only professionalism here on Tigers win. But it's, it's on that, that Thursday, and I'll, I'll pull up the date here in a second. Um, what did you see in the first intra-squad scrimmage this past weekend? What are you hoping to mm -hmm. see uh, when you compete against Baylor and – for game one, obviously. Yeah, well, I think just looking at the scrimmage first and foremost, um, you know, like I, I said earlier, just a, an incredible amount of depth. I mean, Taylor Dobles was able to get two goals in that scrimmage, and I'm thrilled for her. It's just been a – it was a tough year for Taylor last year, but she has an unbelievable amount of talent, just raw speed. Um, so it was great to see her get off the mark with a couple of goals for confidence. Um, Alicia Garcia, like I said, uh, scored for um, – I think it was for the gold team. I forget which teams they were playing on gold. Um, so I think anytime you can get your forwards on the score sheet early in the season, it obviously breeds a lot of confidence. But the team as a whole, just the way we're moving the ball and the tempo and the rhythm and the combination play, um, getting our fullbacks into the attack, the numbers that we're attacking with. And 
and and I think on the on the flip side of that, um, I think we just have a, a foundation in terms of the way that we're defending this year that maybe we lacked at times last year. Um, so we've talked a lot about clean sheet mentality, not conceding goals. Um, I'm always going to be a coach that would probably prefer to win 5-4 than, than the Arsenal way of 1-0. <laughs> um, but having two goalkeepers on staff now in, in Seb and, and Tiff, uh, Tiffany Hansen, our new assistant, um, they, they like to talk about clean sheets a I lot bet. and defensive security. So there's a little battle of wills on staff. But no, I, I think Baylor, um, I've known Michelle Lennard, their, their new head coach for a long time. We've competed against each other at the Division Two level and now at the Division One level. And Baylor are going to be a very, very difficult opponent for us and, and a great test. Um, I think as I reflect on last year, maybe we didn't have enough tests in our non-conference schedule before hitting the SEC. And so right from the get-go, we've got a great, great opponent in Baylor that that are going to test us physically, very athletic, very aggressive, but but they'll play. Yeah, that'll be Thursday the 11th, and then y'all come home Thursday the 18th. I'd check Mm -hmm. my my calendar as you were uh, talking there just to be fully prepped. Um, Expectations for the season, broad expectations. I'm not asking you to put Mm -hmm. a win number or um, a specific goal, but just that that big picture year three, that Mm -hmm. step forward. What's your hope for this season? You know, I, I think it's really important to us that, that the fans see who we are in terms of every time we take the field, our identity. We've talked, uh, you know, in our opening team meeting, we talked about, you know, love the ball, love the game, love each other. Hmm. You know, every time we step on the field, we want to, to own possession. We want to love the game. We want to be connected to our fans and connected to our community. We want to grow that fan base that we saw, you know, great strides in last year. The Mississippi State game honestly brought a lump in my throat when I came out of the, yeah. the locker room and saw over three. 3,000 fans there and just the passion um, was was unbelievable. Um, and then loving each other, the chemistry and the camaraderie of this team right now is is pretty special and we want to make sure that we harness that and we, we continue to, to evolve as the season goes on. But in terms of goals, I think the number one the number one objective for us this season is consistency. I think last year we showed the ability to beat any team on our day, um, but then we didn't necessarily follow it up with um, a performance that, that we could be proud of in the SEC. Um, so I think for us, it's consistency. It's you know continuing to evolve into the identity that we want to have as a team in terms of, of owning possession, being a team that at times can break and counterattack with lightning speed, but at other times can can keep the ball for 10, 12, 14 passes before we even look to go forward. So um, we want, we've challenged our team this year to be one of the top three teams in the SEC in terms of set pieces, both for and against. Um, you know, I think in Molly Swift, we've got an unbelievable goalkeeper mm-hmm. that's returning. Um, so all in all, you know, I, I think... I think this season is going to be really exciting for us and and we just can't wait to get going. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. And you talked about building out that fan base. And I said this on social media and I told you this as well, but um, I sent both of my daughters to soccer camp this summer uh, over there at the LSU soccer complex. And just your staff was so wonderful. Like the the players, the managers, the coaches, my kids had such a great time. They're already asking when the first game is. Like they're really excited about it. So there's the building the fan base on the, you know, winning side and success certainly um, brings out the fans but also the the organic side and building up those fans at a young age and engaging with them in camp um i know they were they were excited to go to camp and they're excited for that first game so we'll be out there the 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 worship family will be out there watching y'all and can't wait to see what we see yeah come on out tiger fans support uh support us this year we promise you goals and excitement 
and I know the uh, the marketing team has a few plans of their own too for some uh, <laughs> some promotions. Which uh, when you get those marketing minds behind it, it always uh, makes for a fun time. So, Coach, I know you got work to do. You've got uh, practice, and uh, y'all are hitting the road soon for Baylor. So uh, I'll let you go, but I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. It. Thank you. All right, we'll see y'all next time on the next episode of Tigers Win.